Meyer speaking. How can I help you? I speak to Sean, please. Um, let me see if Sean's available. May I speaking? Yeah, it's Joey Jingola. Okay. And Joey, what is this regarding? I was just calling to uh, catch up, touch base. I'd met, uh, we met at a conference uh, a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. Great. Joey, let me, um, let me see if he's available. Do you mind if I place you on a brief hold? Not a problem. Thank you. hold while I try to connect you. Moon Insurance Brokers, this is Sean. Can I help you? Sean, this is Joey Jingola. Uh, Joey! Never lacking for energy. What's up? Not much. How you doing, man? I'm great. What's going on? This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. Yeah, so actually that's kind of what is going on my mind right now is, okay, why don't we just segment it? Why don't we get one person to service the existing book of business and then a separate person to do all new business? It's not a bad idea. That was my buddy, Sean Mooney of Mooney Insurance Brokers in Devon, PA. And I mean, kind of talking about what I guess would be traditionally known as a CSR and producer roles. But I think I think I don't want to oversimplify it to that point because what Sean is talking about is a little bit more maybe specific, segmented as he had said, than that. And I think what's interesting about this is, uh, you know, Sean being a one-man shop and everything's been tried and done before, but you know, there is in a lot of, I'm generalizing here, uh, situations where just sticking to that dedication, that specific role that you have requested of somebody is the challenging part. It's not necessarily the idea of, hey, it makes sense to put new business over here and existing service work here because we occasionally have a hard time not even not even just drawing the line of where that starts and stops but making sure it doesn't get dramatically erased and redrawn in a very squiggly fashion when it comes to the selling and servicing of business um yeah, but that's what that's what Sean's talking about. That's what he's he's thinking about. Well, hey, I just I don't want it. Uh, I don't want to muddy the waters. I want people to um, just do the thing that they're really good at. And we're gonna get into that in a little bit more. And there's 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 several different layers to this and angles and things like that because who do you bring on to do what? Where where do you see it? And actually, um, we're gonna touch upon one of my favorite podcast episodes. I'm trying to remember the title. Uh, something like how to deconstruct a producer or something like that. It was with my my good friends. I believe it was Jerry Nicolo of Huff Insurance. I don't think it was with Nancy. But we've had both of them on. But um, just some of the things that they have tried, the unique things they have tried to, again, segment out different aspects of what traditionally a producer has been expected to do. Um but again, I don't. I don't think it's necessarily the. It's such a novel idea to say, well, I want new and and, and an existing business to be handled by separate people. But it is the idea that when you get really specific, when you allow somebody to be specific and stay specific, it helps them get a lot better. And that's kind of where my head's at. So building the efficiency to where 
the service person is just doing the service, new business is just doing the new business, you know, and or renewal business, I think that that would be a lot better than, you know, my, my current person trying to do everything. I think that that would make both of those people better at what they're doing because it's just kind of what they're doing day in and day out, you know, staying in their lane and getting better and being specific. Nothing wrong with a specific lane. Those are two very good words to put together. And again, nothing nothing groundbreaking here from the standpoint of it sounds, oh, yes, of course, that makes sense. Uh, but just the idea that you know, we're going to make sure that these people stay in those lanes. We're going to let them get better at the thing that they're doing consistently. And I think more or less the realization that it's a completely different mindset. Uh, for you know the sales guy and the service person, um, and that's the that's the thing that sometimes you know what makes a great salesperson doesn't always translate well to service, because the idea of just dragging that next you know we'll say kill through the door right just that next client that next uh, you know policy through the door is a lot different than. Um, you know, taking care of the one, the two, the three, the dozen maybe questions or problems that come up throughout, you know, the life cycle of the policy, whether it's that year or whatever. It's more of a nurturing, that's more of a kind of comforting role. And there are a lot of agents that I've talked to that, you know, they say they sell through their service and that's a different approach. Um, I think, again, in Sean's perspective here, and it depends on where you want to be for your agency, it's how do you, what culture do you want to create is asking that question. Uh, you know, is there anything wrong with having somebody that goes out and is really knowledgeable on the product itself and just is able to um, quickly and effectively assess the risk and and really communicate what's going on with that situation and be that guy, be that person, be that gal, be the person that is handling that in a way that nobody else can. And then have somebody that is Again, the expert and, and the person that is consistently handling problems, questions, concerns. Um, again, if, if you if you're if you're allowing that to happen in a in a very intentional way, those abilities are only going to level up even more. It kind of you know RPG style where they just get more and more experience faster and faster because they're dealing with more and more problems, questions, and they don't have to worry about crossing the line as far as going out, shifting gears, changing mindsets. Some people might think that's boring, but you know, there's a lot of different ways to figure it out and piece it out, much like we were talking about to break it up. And there's no necessarily right or wrong answer. The question really becomes, how many pieces do you need to really own the relationship? Well, here's the other thing too, is that I was talking to another uh, buddy of mine. So he was telling me, he said, you know, I had this producer and I'm paying him to go out and make the connections with all these mortgage people, realtor people, and he's doing a pretty good job of making the connections and having the business come in. But if a year from now that guy decides to go, the relationship is with him. And so it's, it's, so it's not the agency. I don't know. That might be debatable. Really, Sean? I don't know. So I think this becomes more of a conversation about the strength in the overall brand of the agency versus the individual that's representing it. And is there, uh, is there a need for a power struggle to exist and our relationships solely based on that personal contact? Of course, um, you know, possession is nine tenths of the law. I'm sure something that might apply somewhere in this. I don't know. It seems like it's something that I should say right now, but 
uh, the idea that you, the automatic assumption that the relationship is with that person. Uh, again, I mentioned uh, my my good buddy Jerry Nicolo and his wife Nancy at Huff Insurance. They had had somebody um, on staff that was just, I would say, part-time that went out to all of the networking events and just kind of put a face out there. And it was, yes, developing relationships with the movers and the shakers of the people that you wanted to send business, um, but it was it was uh, kind of scaling their ability to be in, in multiple places. Now, this is also an agency that relies heavily on some content through their website and things like that. So they're driving leads through organic, they're driving leads through paid advertising, um, and then they're out in the community mixing it up. And... So I think that's there's a there's a multifaceted approach there. Um, in in the example of Sean's buddy, who's got somebody that's going out there and making the relationships, I don't know exactly what's on the back end supporting that. But again, in Sean's case, if he has somebody that were to do that, if he were to replicate the strategy, I don't know that they would necessarily forget that Mooney Insurance Brokers existed if that person decided to leave them. Uh, again, because yes, there is trust in that person, uh, but what has Sean done to? Um, fancy fancy kind of phrase transfer the trust right from that person to the agency and yes it might start there but what is being done once that relationship has been kind of initiated and possibly solidified that it is able to move over ever so slightly again it doesn't need to be a full kind of transformation but in some ways um taking that relationship and at least splitting it 50-50 to where you're giving yourself kind of a puncher's chance at keeping the account, much like if you're doing any sort of acquisition where it's a dealer's choice as to who, you know, if the client's going to decide to stay with the new agent that's taking, you know, that's buying the agency, if they're doing things a little different. A lot of cases that business renews. In a lot of cases, it just says, you know what, forget it. I'm going to go, I I need an excuse to go shop my insurance. I got a third cousin somewhere that's selling insurance. Maybe, I don't know. Let's give him a shot. It seems about time. And, um, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't easily, I guess what I'm saying is I wouldn't necessarily discount that, uh, right away of, of something to be afraid of because you think that relationship is going to be elsewhere. Um, I think there's a lot that can be done to kind of hedge against that, to kind of prevent against that. And there's, there's so much that, that goes unleveraged in that. And just, again, if you just set it and forget and just put this guy in an island and never let anybody else interact with anybody else at the agency, then yeah, that's probably a problem. But being creative about, you know, doing things that allow you to focus on other things to do something better, right? To be specific in Sean's case, you know, if you're, if you're not focused on running to the networking events all the time and you're focused on something else, that's going to, in theory, free you up to, again, level up stay in a a different lane and you've just removed yourself from having to change back and forth so often and so frequently and you've you've given that over to somebody else uh again is that the best place to start maybe maybe not debatable something worth trying again back to deconstructing the producer and what does that traditional producer look like because at at the end of the day you've got agents that own the relationship anyways, and everybody can walk out of the door at any given time and take whatever relationships they have created. So you ultimately have an entire agency full of of rented relationships, if you will. And it's it's really just a matter of how well you have done to position yourself in between there and, and where the agency sits. But I don't think it I don't think it can be approached out of a place of fear because then 
you know, you're really limiting what can be done. And, and this goes back to personal branding. We've had plenty of these conversations, you know, whole podcast dedicated to them. Uh, you know, whether it is at networking events or whether it is letting agents be out on social media, creating whatever personal brand they desire, that's all going to end up with that relationship residing with them. And I, don't, I just don't think it's something that is worth, uh, you know, losing too much sleep over. It's simply about, you know, creating a machine that can basically take the next guy up, right? If somebody leaves, who's coming in? How do you create that, 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 I guess, assembly line to where somebody else can easily replicate those relationships, whether they're the same, different, or otherwise, you know, what does that process look like? But, but simply doing it because you think that that's, that person could leave a year, two years down the line, uh, I think it's less about that and more about, you know, allowing people to connect with individuals in, a, in as natural of a setting as possible and ultimately really freeing you up to do the work that is most important and valuable to you. Mm-hmm.